Hi, I'm Rose Greenspan. I'm Claire Opalavine. I'm Aparaj Shachahan. And welcome to Let's Talk Cox. So obviously I have a very special guest on today. We're, me and Claire are super excited about it. Her name is Aparajita, there we go. And so today we're gonna to be talking mostly about recruiting and then worlds because she has gone to U19 worlds and U23 worlds. So we're gonna start with recruiting. And so when you're going through recruiting, like what, like can you start, like kind of walk us through that process a little because a lot of people like are kind of lost through the start of it. Yeah, it's definitely, um, a big process and it's kind of scary because there's so many options. Uh, and I know that the timelines are shifting a lot earlier now, but I went through my recruiting process, um, my junior and senior year of high school. So that was 2016, 2017. And I believe, uh, I think it was July 1st or August 1st. Um, one of the days, the first days that like the coaches could call you. Um, I got a call from Laura Simon at Yale who uh, I think my, my high school coach gave her her number, her my number. And uh, I got a call and I was obviously very nervous and very stressed. I was not expecting this call. Um, got a call from her just asking if I was interested in Yale, uh, told me a little bit about the program and then kind of what I could expect from the recruiting process. So that is how my recruiting journey began. Um, and then what I did, I, I made a short list of the top five schools, I think it was, that I was really interested in. And I started there. And the best advice that I would have is um, fill out their recruiting questionnaire. They have one on their website. Every team has one. So you start there, fill out that questionnaire. And then immediately after you send in that questionnaire, I recommend sending an introduction email to all the coaches. And just a little bit about yourself. Keep it short. Keep it sweet. Um, especially as a coxswain, you have to be concise. So they like, they like seeing that you can do that over email too. Um, a quick introduction, like my name, my age, my weight, my height, the program that I row at, my experience, um, any other relevant experience, like summer rowing, et cetera, how long you've been rowing, um, your academic background. So if you have a transcript, um, I would attach that if you can get an unofficial transcript and a recording, uh, your most recent recording, ideally, or one that you think is, is good. Uh, a spring recording and a little bit about why you're interested in the program, um, why, or what you would like to study. If you have any idea, it's totally fine to have no idea as well um, because you're like 15, 16 and deciding what you want to do with the rest of your life. So it's totally fine. Um, and then I would recommend asking one or two questions at the end and asking if you could set up a call with them. So then you kind of reel them in and hopefully you get a response um, via email. And then you kind of stay in communication with the coaches. I would send them racing updates. Um, so it was in the summer. So then I sent um, updates from, I think I was at dev camp the summer before, sent updates from that, sent updates from races with boatings. Um, I was going through once my season started in high school, uh, any recordings as they came up, I would just send them along, send them a little quick little update. Um, and I recommend sending all those updates on the same thread as your introduction email. It helps them keep track of you. And um, then they can look back at your history and, and see, oh, this kid has emailed me like 10 times. They're probably really interested. Maybe I should set up a call with them and get them to visit my school. Um, yeah. So then I went through that recruiting process and I had narrowed down to my top two choices. And I 
did my unofficial first at Yale and then I did uh, and I loved it. And then I did an unofficial a few weeks later at my second choice school or at the time it was my first choice. But um, after my official, I realized I did uh, my unofficial. I realized I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Um, and I had narrowed it down pretty quickly to those two. Um, and then once I got a feel of both schools, I got to talk to the coaches. I talked to some of the athletes on the team. I figured out the vibes of both teams. Um, then I got a verbal offer from Yale and a verbal offer from the other school. Um, and then it was just decision time. Uh, and I wanted to make my decision pretty early. So I sat on it, thought about it a lot, talked a little bit with my parents, but they were pretty hands-off in the process. Um, and I tried to imagine myself at both of those schools. And then I narrowed it down and I uh, called Will and Laura at Yale, telling them that I was committing. Um, and that was fall of my junior year in high school. So I think I was committed by like November or December of my junior year. And that was pretty early. I was definitely the first recruit in my recruiting class to have committed, but I felt confident enough in my decision. Um, I got some other emails from some other schools after that. And even the following year, I got an email from my second choice school asking like, Hey, you sure you really don't want to come here <laughs> like two months before I started college. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks though. Um, so I was really confident in my decision, which is why I decided to commit because I knew I wasn't going to change my mind. Um, and that's not always the case for people. So I would say, keep your options open, but be very honest with coaches throughout the process. I think they really appreciate that. And also really try to get to know the coaches. Um, I really loved the Yale coach. Um, and I felt like my philosophy aligned really well with his and I liked the way he approached coaching. So they do tell you don't pick the school for the coach, but I would say he was a large factor in my decision, if not the largest factor. Um, cause you are going to be dealing with this person every single day. So it's like, I love him. I'm going to come here for him. And I know that as a coxswain, like you're probably not going to get injured. And I knew I was going to row all four years. So, um, being with him was like really important to me. Okay. So our, that kind of leads into our next question. So like what drew you to Yale, I guess, like what, like really helped you make that decision was like the coach there and so like, what's your favorite thing about Yale now, now that you've been there three, four years, I guess? Yeah, I'm, I guess I'm on my fifth year now, um, or I guess my gap year might not count. But yeah. um, when I visited, I had visited in the fall, which I think was perfect timing because when you're a freshman, you're obviously entering in the fall. So it's perfect timing to visualize yourself walking around. Like I got to go to a few classes. I got to meet a lot of people on the team, had coffee with a few people walked around the campus with Will, who's the head coach, um, got to learn a lot more about their program, got to see a practice. Uh, and seeing the practice is, I think, really important. You can see how the coach interacts with his coxswains or her coxswains on the water. Um, and I noticed like the way Will coached his coxswains was very respectful and very like ideal. Like as a coxswain, you don't want to be necessarily yelled at on the water by your coach, right? Like if your coach is going to yell at you or like give you constructive criticism, ideally they do it just to you, not in front of the rowers, so that the rowers have that trust in their coxswain. And Will was really good about doing that. Um, if, you know, if any coxswain kind of made some sort of error, he's like, 
hey, like touch it a little bit to starboard, like good line. Um, and he also didn't overcoach on the water, which I liked. He wasn't talking all the time. He likes to let the rowers do their thing. And then when you stop, he's like talking because it's hard to focus on like 10 different things at once. Um, so I really liked his coaching style. I also asked all the coaches that I was talking to, I asked them what success looks like to them in their program. And those answers were really important for me and my decision. Um, and some of the answers that I heard ranged from just pure speed. Uh, the goal is to win everything at any cost. And then Will's response was, it's, which is kind of our motto. Um, like, I want you to go fast and have fun and be a whole person and develop into like a full student athlete. And also like the person that you're going to be when you enter the professional world. So I felt like he was really preparing his athletes for life after. And he's so big on like becoming an empowered, like strong woman in your life, in the workforce, in rowing. Um, and I really like that philosophy. So obviously going fast is very important. And that was mentioned. And I was like, I'm super competitive. So I need that to be in there, but I also need to be a human being and yeah. to feel valued by my coach. Um, so yeah, I really loved the coaching philosophy here. I loved, there's three coaches or four coaches. So I loved all of them, um, had no problems with the coaching, loved the team. One of the coxswains, uh, who was a senior sat down with me for coffee for like two hours I was like, wow, they're so nice here. Um, like she's really taking, taking time out of her busy, busy day. You know, she has practice to go to in the afternoon. She's going to sit here and, and talk to me. Um, so after that coffee, I remember being like, oh my God, I want to come here. And then I loved the campus. Um, people tell me that I'm kind of an East Coast vibe, apparently. <laughs> Coming from Seattle, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what that means. But then when I visited my other choice school, which is in California, I was like, oh yeah, I'm an East Coast vibe. Like, I don't think I can do California. Um, even though I thought I did, I, I thought I could. So it was like the school vibe, like I felt right at home and someone mistook me for, um, uh, a student, which was maybe the best part of my visit. <laughs> they're like, oh, Hey. And then, um, the person I was with was like, oh, she's a recruit. Um, they're like, oh my God, I thought you were just her friend, like walking to class. I was like, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally coming here now. <laughs> um, when you so were choosing was- like, yeah. When you were choosing your colleges, were you thinking more about uh, academics? Like, were there anything that you just ruled out automatically? Which one was your priority? Um, yeah, academics were definitely my t- top priority, I would say. The schools that I, were ta- I was talking to were all academically very similar. Um, so the academics wasn't really of concern to me because all the schools that I had, that I was looking at had the majors, the few like three, four majors I was interested in. um, And they were all like very academically rigorous, which is what I wanted. Um, I think the nice thing about Yale is, is that you're, as as an athlete, you're not separated from like the rest of the student body as much. So you, you know, you have your senior society, you get to meet people from every like corner of campus there, you get people in your classes, you have your residential college, which is like an eclectic mix of people and they randomly assign you to like four or five people your freshman year. So you get to meet a lot of people. Um, and obviously all these people are incredible and amazing and talented in their own ways. So it's like really cool to get to meet so many different types of people and to feel very included in the general student body. So that was really important to me. Um, but yeah, the academics, um, that was like my, that was what narrowed my initial list of five. And all of those schools were really fast. So I wanted a very competitive program 
um, and also very competitive athletics. So athletics and academics. Um, so we had a question and it was, what's your favorite rowing memory? Oh my gosh. This is a hard one. <laughs> this is a really hard question. Um, in high school, it might be Windermere Cup. That's a really fun race in Seattle. Um, it's like opening day of boating season in Seattle. So all these boats line up um, in the beginning of the race and they're all cheering for you as you come down. It gets super loud, super crazy. Like half of Seattle is there. So I loved that in high school. And then in college, um, we had a lot of fun my my freshman year at NCAAs. It was um, me, a freshman, and then a freshman stroking it. And then there were five seniors in our boat. Um, and we were seated 12th going into NCAAs. And then we ended up finishing sixth. And it was awesome. Like, had great races. Um, just had a lot of fun. Um, and then also, you know, my latest race um, this year in March, the first race being back, was just so exhilarating. It was so amazing to be back after, like, three years of not racing. So that might be tied with NCAAs. Okay, and so what's your favorite part of coxing? Like, this is also hard. I'm sorry, these are all hard questions. They're really hard questions. Um, I think the, the best thing about coxing is that you get to bring a group of people together towards a common goal and you have such an important role in like unifying that group of people. Like if you're in a four, you have four different rowers, you know, four different brains. If you're an eight, you have eight. Oh my God. And you have to get them all on the same page. And every like call you make has to make sense to each of those eight brains. And it has to make them do the same thing when you make that call. Um, so figuring out like the nuances of your rowers, what gets them going, like who needs what and how do you give feedback to different people in the boat? Like that's super exciting. And you kind of like get to get in their brains a little bit. Um, which I really like. And then once you've achieved your goal, it's like you've unified this boat and then you're all working towards this common goal of like winning X race. Um, and if you do, if you are able to put that together, it's, it's really exciting. Mm. Um, so Claire and I came up with this question and it was like, how has like your passion for coxing, coxing changed over the years, if it has like, has your perspective on it changed? Like that sort of thing. I don't think my passion for it has changed. Um, actually, okay. <laughs> when I was in middle school, I did a summer camp one time and I was like, I'm going to be the best bow seat they've ever seen. Like watch out. And then they put me in the coxswain seat one day and it was raining and it was, and I got stuck in all these lily pads. And I was like, oh my God, I do not like coxing. What is this? Um, and then in high school, when I actually started rowing, uh, I started off as like a rower slash coxswain um and then my spring of my freshman year I just like fell in love with it and ever since then I was just in love obsessed like thinking about all the time like doing everything I could to watch rowing videos coxswain recordings etc yeah. so I'd say the passion increased after that traumatic middle school experience and then remained the same throughout high school um and then coxing at like worlds and at in in college is just like a completely different experience. Worlds is obviously very high, like fast paced, high energy, really exciting. It's, it's incredible to represent your country as well. I think that's like a really big honor. Um, but collegiate racing is just next level. Like it is so fast, like races are so close. There's minimal margin for error. 
And like, I thought high school rowing was crazy, but oh my gosh, collegiate rowing is so fun. And you are like waking up every day, you know, to like go to practice or you get to like go row every single day. And you like have this thing that you love so much and you get to do it every day in college. And that is like really exciting. It's like, really exciting to have something that you love so much driving you throughout your four years. Yeah. Um, in, in addition to like academics and learning obviously a lot about the world, but like waking up and being like, I get to go row and like, I get to go be with this team that I love um, whether it's high school or college, like you, the bonds that you foster with your teammates are incredible. Like those are people you're going to be friends with for the rest of your life. Um, and they get to know you so intimately. It's like really incredible to be a part of such a special group of like strong, powerful women who just like, they are so strong, you know, like they'll be doing lift. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know how they woke up early for this. And now they're going to go row in the afternoon. Like, that's amazing. Like you're just inspired all the time. And like, there's like, you want to be your best self because the environment is so incredible to be a part of. Yeah. How would you say, yeah, how would you say that environment or just like coxing in general changed from high school to college, like for yourself and just in general? Yeah. Um, I would say that I went, I, my high school team was pretty competitive team. We had an amazing coach, Caitlin McLean. She's now the head coach of the junior team. Um, she's awesome. So we were lucky in that we were really competitive throughout high school. Um, so we got the taste of like youth nationals and fast paced racing in that aspect, but also high school rowing is like, you're growing as a human being. You're tired all the time. You're taking so many classes. You have so much homework. Um, and you have practice once a day, probably maybe twice a day leading up to nationals or something. But then in college, you're balancing your academics and you're practicing probably twice a day. I guess half of it's like maybe optional, but you're practicing a lot more and there's a lot, it feels like there's a lot more at stake. Um, it's just like overall a little more intense. And it's really exciting because in, in college, everyone on the team is there because like they love it so much and they have developed this love for it for probably four plus years before they got to college. And they all just want to be there so bad. And they just want to make that boat that they're in, like go really fast. And you can just feel the level, like raise immediately in college. You get there, you know, you don't have to repeat things to your rowers. You don't have to, I don't even have to basically rig the boats. Like they know what they're doing. I just have to tighten it. Um, <laughs> so it's just like those little things where like the level is so much higher and the intensity is higher. Um, and the excitement is almost even higher, which I didn't think was possible after high school, but it is. Okay, so I think we have like one more question that's kind of about high school. And so when you like started coxing in like middle school, high school about them, like, did you start out with women's or men's? And then like, why did you end up going with women's? I started coxing um, my freshman year, I would say consistently. And that, my high school is an all girls school. So didn't really have a choice there. <laughs> and I loved it. I I've gone to all girls schools from fifth through 12th grade. So I love being surrounded by strong women. And I feel like I've been lucky to always have been surrounded by strong women. So then going into college, there was no question. Like I didn't consider coxing men at all. Um, even on the junior team or U23 team, I know I've never considered coxing men. Um, I just love being surrounded by like amazing women all the time. It's really special. And I think it's hard to find that outside of college athletics oftentimes. Um, and it's probably pretty hard to find that in the professional world too. So it's like a really exciting thing to be a part of in college. Okay. 
And then kind of shifting gears a little, moving into like talking about worlds. So kind of just like starting same way we did with recruiting, like what was that process like for you? <laughs> uh, a lot of summers, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Um, so I, I had two rowers my sophomore year in high school, they had gone to worlds the summer before. Um, and so they were really the ones who were kind of encouraging me to do it. And I was getting more interested in it. And I'd heard about the experience from them. So my sophomore year, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to try to do this thing. Obviously I'm a sophomore, so it didn't go to worlds that summer. Um, but I did go to dev camp that summer and that was fun. You're in, you're living in the same area as the girls who are going to selection who are going to worlds. So you get to see these high level athletes, um, but it's a little lower stakes. You're kind of still learning the ropes um, and you're figuring out if you can, you know, make it through a summer of training for an end goal. So I think development camp was a great experience to be like, yeah, okay. You know, I'm really into this. Like I'm going to come back and do this next year. The next summer after my junior year, I went to selection camp. Um, there was only an eight and I did not make the eight that year. So I went to Canamex. Um, and that just fueled my fire even more. I was like, oh my God, you know, I have one summer left. Like I'm going to do it next year. And Canamex was really fun. I got to be coached by um, Laura Simon. So that was great. Um, having a Coxon coach is really incredible. And she's helped me literally so much throughout my career. Um, I credit a lot of anything that I've had that is, I guess, maybe similar to success to her um, and to my high school coach and, and Will. But that was really fun. You know, you get to meet a lot of people from all over the country and then the next summer I went back to selection camp and then made the eight that time. So that was fun. <laughs> and then we raced in Lithuania. It was great, 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 great experience. Um, it was coached by Bill Manning. It was super fun. Uh, and it was just really cool to walk around the course representing the American flag on, on your back. Um, and it, it made me really excited to pursue it at the next level in collegiate um, rowing. And then when I was in college, I was like, okay, you know, like I want to do that again. Um, and so then summer after my sophomore year, I applied to U23s, went to selection camp that year. It was in Virginia with Kevin Sauer, who's also amazing. Um, and two of my Yale teammates were with me. So that was really fun. And then I made the fourth that summer. We raced in Sarasota. So it was cool to like be on the American team in America um, and it also teaches you a lot about yourself. Like you have to be very flexible in selection camp. You have to be willing to take a lot of feedback, um, a lot of constructive criticism, cause you're going to get it regardless and you might as well use it to get better. Um, and you have to adapt your style. Cause these are like, these are rowers from a gazillion different programs around the country who have all have different rowing styles. You're trying to get on the same page in a few weeks and then like go win a world championship. That's a very hard thing to do. And it's, a lot more different than college drawing where you have the whole season to get on the same page. And then once you're in, in that, like once you're not a freshman anymore, you're on the same page all the time. Um, so that was exciting. It really pushed me um, to, I think, become a better coxswain and learn how I can kind of keep adapting my style and keep being flexible. When you were applying for selection, what was that process like? The application process and the cutting process as well? Uh, yeah. <laughs> So to apply, you send in your coxswain recordings and you kind of email them, keep them updated throughout your spring season. I think that the, for me, the deadline was sometime in April, I believe, end of April, maybe. Um, the U.S. Rowing has all the information on their website. They have the deadlines. So then you send in your coxswain recordings. They invite about five coxswains to selection camp. Um, you go through 
it's a long time, I think maybe a month of selection where you're rowing twice a day. Um, you're in different lineups basically every day. And then slowly they start cutting people. Um, and, and by the end, you kind of know you're, you kind of know the top two or top three coxswains up by that point. So they'll do coxswain evaluations throughout camp. They'll get the rowers take the coaches will have their own take. Um, how efficiently do you run practice? How well do the rowers respond to you? Do you not hit things, you know, <laughs> general coxing things. And then by the end, um, they'll have a meeting with you and they will tell you if you are going home or if you are going to worlds, been on both sides of that, you know, <laughs> it's tough. Um, but they also are really good about giving you feedback. And that's pretty much the same process for juniors and U23s that I experienced at least. Okay, so let me see. We had another few questions. And so one of them was, um, how was, like, how did that pressure change, like, at those high levels? And, like, how did you deal with it? Like, was there a lot of pressure at those higher levels of coxing? And, like, how did you, like, cope with it? Oh, my God, so much pressure. <laughs> Selection camp is really grueling um, because you have to be on your A game every single practice and you're being judged every single practice, which is the case for high school and college, but you have a lot more opportunities to prove yourself um, when you're on a team. So I relied a lot on meditation. I would meditate before like our 5am practice and our whatever afternoon practice. And that really helped me just center myself. And I thinking, I think just like focusing on my own coxing and not worrying about what was going on in the boat next to me, that also really helped. Yeah. Um, let me see. So we have like two more questions. And so what's something you wish you knew before you like started coxing? Like, I feel like this is like a cool. Um, uh, I don't really think there's, I think, okay. The time <laughs> goes by fast. Yeah. And that's like probably something you hear from everyone in every single facet of life, but the time does go by fast. Um, I would enjoy it. I would learn quickly to take feedback. Like, well, that's the first thing you should be learning, honestly, because then you'll be able to get better uh, much faster. So learn to take feedback and then just learn to enjoy it every day. It's hard, especially as a coxswain, you're kind of, you can, you know, take a lot of responsibility for things. Um, but, you know, if you can just enjoy that and take it one day at a time, I think it's a lot more fruitful and then you enjoy your experience and high school goes by fast, college goes by fast, but it's really fun. Yeah, that's something like I do. I'll be like trying to like think about the next race that's like two weeks out and I'll be like, oh my gosh, we've like so much to do before this first race of the season, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm almost done with like what my second, third year of coxing already. I'm like, man, I was on novice like last week. What happened? I know. It's crazy. It's literally for me, it was like last year. Yes. Uh, last year, national time where it was just like the fastest thing ever. It was two weeks before Nats, I, Nats, I switched boats and then suddenly there was Nats and then now I'm spring season approaching Nats. Like two seconds ago, I was at Nats. I know. It's great. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then we have like one last question and it's what, like in your opinion, like having gone through this process like a few times, um, what do you think stands out to coaches when selecting coxswains for worlds? And this is from like someone on Instagram that they had for you. 
Ooh, what stands out to the coaches? Um, a few things, I think. How well you connect with your crew, with the rowers. That's probably the most important thing because they're the ones who are actually listening to you. So you need to figure out, you know, get to know them really well, um, get to know what drives them, get to know what they like and what they don't like. Um, another thing I would say is composure. It's really important for the coxswain to be able to stay calm under pressure, especially when you get to worlds. Like if, sorry. If one of your athletes, you know, is, is kind of stressed, you are the voice in the boat. You have to be the calming voice in the boat. Um, and they can always hear your voice and they, they know what you're feeling. So if you can stay composed throughout, yeah, my dog's going crazy. If you can stay composed throughout, you know, high pressure situations at any time, um, if you can take responsibility, uh, I think that's really important. If you do make a mistake, you know, own up to it. Um, don't try to make excuses. I think that's another um, important aspect of being a good coxswain is like being really self-aware and being really humble and just knowing what you have to do to get better. Like, you know, if you're going to mess up, you mess up your call one time, like, it's okay. Just like, Oh, that's on me. Um, sorry. You don't need to overdo it. You don't need the rowers to think that you, you don't know how to, to cox, but you need, you do need the rowers to know that like you have their back and you understand that you have a part to play in this as well. And you'll, you're going to work on yourself to make sure that they can go as fast as they can. So I think that's like all the questions we had. Um, I don't have any more off the top of my head. Claire, do you? I don't think I do either. Is, Is there anything else you wanted to say? Like a few words going on to everyone. Go for it. I mean, I think we've covered a lot in so. Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything else to add. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. It was really great to talk to you. Um, I think that's about it. Thank you so much. Well, cool. thanks, guys. Good luck with your seasons this summer. Thank you. You too. Thank you. You too.